a price tag to everything, even your own success. You ready, Jay? Yes, sir. another episode here at Tag Mentoring, the Tag Network. As always, it's the usual guests. Actually, not guests, usual hosts. You guess now? I'm a guest now. It's been a very long day. It's me, Dami, and to the right of me, I got... Lee. Nah, it's Josh. It's tripping you off. Hey, him. And to the left of me... Lee. Like him. I still can't believe they're twins. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and he was freaked as, up. as you can see, you know, we got a special guest here. Um, I'll just let him go ahead and introduce himself. You know, tell our, our growing audience about yourself. Hello, everyone. So my name is Claude Eschen. Full name is Claudio, but feel free to call me Claude. Um, I'm a photographer based in Worcester, Massachusetts, thinking of real Caden. I'm also a graduate student finishing up my last semester at MassArt. Please, please come to my uh, thesis show um, with my cohort um, on December 3rd at the SOA district, um, and I'll send out more info on my Instagram. At DonClyde underscore underscore. Yes, sir. Make sure you follow. Make sure you yes, follow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see, as the guy does it all, and he's in one of my favorite fields in the world because what we're doing, actually, he's been helping us with a lot of creative directive stuff, and it's something when we talk about business and we talk about entrepreneurship, it's really a light really isn't shined on film and photography, but literally everything we ingest from a content perspective, it's film, yeah, film, photography, you know, Instagram, everybody loves Instagram, everybody loves all that, but now we're getting perspective from behind the lens. So, you know, yep. thank you for, Thanks for coming. For coming. Yeah, and we really appreciate you. You should name this episode Behind the Lens. Behind the Lens. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Oh, that's nice. Thank that's you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe. You know, if anyone watching, you think about starting that YouTube channel, you want to become a photographer. We got some good stuff coming. and give us some tips in there. So Absolutely. Definitely follow, subscribe. Like, I started watching them early early on and like i'm very excited to be here like right now so please <laughs> sure. like keep watching and like Appreciate next that. year i know they're doing bigger better things <laughs> likewise thank you brother thank you brother so no let's you know let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this thing so tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your journey from where you started to get to this point that you are now so my journey i actually I, I, I'm really glad I went to grad school because um, I started grappling with why I started photography and I picked up the camera when I was 14. Wow. Um, and as an inner city kid who was an immigrant, um, no father in my life and being the firstborn, I was trying to understand like what to do with myself and how to understand my emotions and what I was feeling. But also I had a lot of questions that weren't being answered. Mm. And, and then by going through grad school, and I'm going to be going back and forth a lot, um, I really understood that it really started when my mom set up a photo shoot in Ghana when I was a young, Ooh. small child. Um, and then when I really started reflecting back on that, I asked my mom, um, do you remember the photographer? And she doesn't remember the photographer. And it's just ironic how that African vibrant textile runs back into my work and, and now that um, I'm older, um, my family and I, we migrated from Ghana to Italy Emma. and then from at the age of nine, we moved to, uh, moved to Worcester, Massachusetts, where we currently live um, and 
through that journey, there was a lot of back and forth, and there was an incident where um, our last or final trip to the United States, we were um, escorted by uh, immigration officers in Logan Airport, and that triggered me early on, and like I never really understood, and kind of had an eye in different um, perspective on America, um, and that grew. Um, in elementary, I was kind of like an off child. I was kind of like not there. Um, and that kind of changed. And then middle school, same. But then it started growing up. You get your own clique. You find your friends. You get into sports. Now we're in high school. And high school comes. And then college comes. And, I, uh, and that's when I started getting lied to from lawyers. And it just started trickling. And I'm like, what am I going to do in my life? And I was like playing sports. But I was a smart kid. But then also like... I wasn't all only hanging out with my African friends. I wasn't only hanging out with my black friends. I was also hanging out with my white friends and my Brazilian <laughs> friends. I was like everywhere. So like I didn't fit one box and mm. um, and not fitting one box can sometimes be uh, difficult and fitting in multiple boxes. And then, then I started creating my own kind of world through photography. And that's where we go back to the age of 14 when I was in high school and really trying to create this world where I was like, all right, Claude, like, in your head a lot um this camera you can use it as a tool to be therapeutic um, mm -hmm. and understand yourself but also make work and produce content that you really want to make and it started as a hobby and i always said it was a hobby at first yeah. but that hobby grew into freelance work and got i mean i was in college doing freelance work doing events photo shoots on the weekends while i was a bio major and like <laughs> um it came to senior year and undergrad i was like all right biology photography and i kind of want to give it a chance um, mm -hmm. um and like go full force and not like a chance because i felt like undergrad i did it for my mom mm -hmm. like she didn't finish high school and, and being first born there's a lot of pressure in that pressure for sure a lot of pressure but um i don't know i was doing both and i was like you know what let me switch lanes real quick <laughs> and go into photography and i do my freelance work and undergrad in four years and undergrad doing just freelance work with um clubs and organizations of campus freeform fashion asa african student association afro yep. uh, am uh, at bridgewater state university um i just grew a portfolio and submitted um through the images from my family and my friends and got in um through an untraditional manner and i'm very uh, privileged and very thankful for the opportunity to be accepted at MassArt as a program because it, it really has shaped well, my thoughts and how I articulate my work, but also how I can continue um, doing um, the purpose and the efforts of really challenging portraiture in African, um, Afro-descendant and Western portraiture. And by also being sensitive to the conversation when um, dealing with the aspect of who's in the image, what's going on, and really really spotlighting blackness in my work truthfully no, that, is, that was wow that was get very, deep early okay that was, <laughs> that was very very powerful and a lot of people if i tell you all this you probably wouldn't know this but i actually grew up in art i taught myself how to play drums when i was little and i was in a lot of plays as a kid and what you said actually just resonated with me because i had a lot of thoughts and emotions that i never expressed and it was through art was when i was the most comfortable right I wouldn't talk to nobody, I was really, really quiet. 
But when the spotlight came on, whether it was playing the drums, acting, whatever, I would shine. Zone. And then I would just go back in a box again. So it's like, I really, I love art. I love expressive art because it's an extension of your emotions. Correct. And for some people that don't know how to articulate themselves, like you said, finding peace within that camera, that is something that is truly amazing and a feeling unlike any other. So I commend you for sharing no, that. Thank you. With us. Thank you. Um, so you said you started at, at 14. Um, what about the camera was it? You could have picked any other yeah. lane. You could have gone, you know, people express themselves through sports, whether it's through drawing, music, but there was something about the camera specifically. What do you think that was? I think me living in so many different areas, such as Africa, and then migrating to Italy, Vicenza, um, where I lived there for like nine years. And coming to America, I just had different visual languages and mm. different visual aspects that I felt like I could bring to the table mm -hmm. into the language and photography. Yeah. Um, and through my um, difficulty and articulating myself through language or like words, everyday language, mm. um, I felt I can do it visually. Yeah. Um, and through doing visually maybe someone someone out there who understands visual language more than everyday language could resonate mm -hmm. and we can spark a conversation and mm. um and that's why my images sometimes may not look as typical as yeah because just to really be offset and and like make cause some form of confusion or curiosity yeah. to mm. Spark oh, away what's going on, dude. Like, oh, okay. And, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that conversation. And like, yeah. I'm very comfortable in my skin. At least I, I've grown up to be comfortable in my skin yeah. because of how uncomfortable I've been yeah. growing oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. A picture is worth, worth a thousand oh, words. And it's oh. like, that's the way you're creatively expressing yourself. So, yeah. No, man, that's getting deep early. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you, you mentioned mass art, right? Early. Yeah. What you, and you about value. So, what's some of the things that, let, let's say, you didn't go to a school, right, to learn your, your craft? What are some of the things they teach you that you think makes you better at what you're doing? I'm not sorry. Um, I critique and being objective <laughs> about my work and, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you make, you produce something, you think, oh, this is it. Yeah. And you're so attached to it because you're, you produced yep, it, yep, yep. but it's not, it's not it. Mm. While there's some other content that you produce where you were feeling like, it's not it, but it's actually it's it. it. Yeah. And mass art like helped me to shape my eye and mindset to see different perspective in my work. Where um, sometimes I may not delete images, or I actually don't delete images no more. Um, prior to that, I used to um, because you you'd be like, oh, I don't like it right away. But then sometimes when you kind of save it, take time off, and come back with fresh mindset you you can really see what you were looking for maybe a different perspective and you're like oh wow and actually that just happened recently um in david hilliard's class shout out david hilliard um story visual uh, uh forgot the class name whatever something with storytelling <laughs> visual in it yeah um and there's what's it called there's an image where um i brought in and I, I didn't post, and I actually posted on Instagram of my sister with the horns. But then now I'm looking at that image I posted, and I'm like, it's not even it. It's an other image similar to that, but it's a more 
less performative aspect of the mm. performance runs a lot of my work mm. and that image truthfully works way more than the image i post on instagram mm. and that like um and 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 also able to have an artist statement that really connects with what i'm trying to say in my work because mm. uh, sometimes it might work not i don't think it's abstract but i'm the artist so mm. yeah, i won't i wouldn't think because i'm in my own head but yeah. for someone who may not be experiencing my own um experience or similar experiences may need some form of grounding and having an artist statement or the language to talk about that yeah. was something that I, I really gained from that so wow. right. yeah i think a lot of people can can learn right and that's not on the play how, how good you are right so that's what you're getting taught at school don't you teach as well photography yeah so i teach an assistant at harvard <laughs> and i'm very yeah, actually, excited wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Gloss over that. That's, that's, that's smart. You're a teaching assistant at where? Um, at Harvard. Shout out to Professor University. Sharon Harper. She doesn't want me to say professor, just so Sharon Harper. Shout out to her. <laughs> at um, Harvard. Yeah. Harvard, right? Yeah. yeah like Harvard, right? Harvard, the, the, the Ivy League school, right? Yeah, the Ivy League. Oh, so yeah. you're the real deal at photography? Um, starting to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah starting to. Pop, pop your collar, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. you're the real deal. <laughs> Started to, you know, <laughs> trying to be humble about it, you know, because uh, there's definitely better photographers out here. Of um, but um, yeah, I have an interest in color photography and then I have an eye for color and um, intro photography. Uh, I really share my expertise or my skill sets and um, how to really get involved in the camera and understand your camera tools um, and switching from um, your standard settings to manual mode um, and really having full control of the camera, but also getting to Photoshop. Um, with the intro in the lab, we're going basic with the color correcting and using mask and um, adjusting layers and clone stand tools and making specific selections and then printing as well. Um, small scales, eight by 10, but also printing a little larger on roll versus sheets to see the differences. And, um, and the printers we use are Epson printers um, so there's very um, there's a system behind that and, uh, um, quality control to keep well maintenance of the uh, printers. Um, so uh, I feel like many people can do that, but um, when you have a lot of care and eye and like know how to troubleshoot things and um, know how to manipulate the image to get to what you're trying to convey, um, that is a skill that requires practice mm -hmm. but um yeah and i'm very excited to um really share what i know but also reinforce and really gain from students because like mm -hmm. the feedback i gain from them or um, what they don't understand is something that um, I, re I really reflect back because like uh, i always consider myself a mentor or um and as i gain mentorship i want to give that back mm. um as i'm, I'm developing my career in photography nice and i'll let you go i'm not going to really interrupt you i'll let you go i just i have a quick follow-up with that is because when you speak about it there's so many nuances to it yeah and to a simple-minded person like us it's like point shoot that's right yeah but there's so many <laughs> levels of intricacies that goes into it and like you're talking i'm just like I would have never thought of any of that. Yeah, I, I right. thought it was just. Now my mom used to think I was crazy. Like, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. going to streets to do photography, yeah, and then, yeah. oh, you're gonna switch lanes, and like, I thought, what about med school? What about being a researcher? I'm like, you know what, mom? I'm gonna take these two years and see what it takes me, and then I just 
yeah so obviously well, we say you're pretty pretty successful so far when it comes to photography really good at what you do um what would you say helped you hone your craft like what, what got you to where you're at like what was kind of the key to your success discipline um i guess it's like competition yeah but i wouldn't really call it competition it's more of like a drive like oh you're doing that yeah okay more <laughs> you're motivating me let me do that and it's like another leash um another thing also lack of resources truthfully mm. and being resourceful with what i didn't have and mm. making use of that and really being innovative and that that's really got me going dive a little deeper on that what do you mean by lack of resources like tools or education mm -hmm. a little of both truthfully mm -hmm. um i learned photography through youtube shout out to youtube yep. university yeah. um and i just like spent like two summers on learning photography and like i don't know that learning your own scale of craft and owning it mm. and really learning very easily and resonate with you and it's working and you're like oh shoot and others seeing it and you're like okay let me keep going and that positive feedback from like my community church or school high school family and you're just like all right maybe i got something going on and um you do a little more research than you sent to a contest you don't know in an international contest you got third place you're like oh shit oh, okay yeah, excuse well. me for my language if I <laughs> you're, you're, you're yeah. like oh shoot i really maybe <laughs> got something you know yeah. so i continue and that little uh self encouragement and reinsurance from strangers i would say kept that momentum going and um started getting paid um, and people that I thought were cooler than me started reaching out to me and things <laughs> like that. So it's like, okay, all right, okay. I think I got something going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just then wanted to be a master, you know? And I like learned that. It's like, all right, it's 10,000 hours. Yeah, master, hours. You know, and then just keep doing it. And I was like, all right, Claude, like, Eventually it's gonna to get to ten years. Eventually it's gonna to get to twenty years. So it's just kind of like enjoy it and never really look at it like a job, but look mm -hmm. at it like a hobby. So like that's why I always had that initial hobby mindset. No, I think that's beautiful. I want to touch on that point, right? Lack of resources, whether that's you know not having enough money to get the right equipment or education, right? So a lot of people, you know, might make excuses like, oh, I I don't have the money to do this. So what what advice you would give someone? watching <laughs> like that would that's saying hey i really like photography i want to get into this but i don't know where to start it's okay to make mistakes mm. i made terrible mistakes in front of clients people don't like to make mistakes um please make as many mistakes, mistakes as you yep. can early on and they don't even call them mistakes call them happy accidents like <laughs> or lessons like, I like happy accidents better. Be, be, because through those accidents they resonate with you mm. and they stick with you and cut deep because you don't want to do that again <laughs> or you grow something out of it and you're like all right i can do a little of this with something else and, and like that's like really helpful and another thing is truthfully um it's okay to start small i in my i had the studio in my dorm 
<laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. People pulling up to the dorm. That's funny. To the dorm. So it's like, be okay to be uncomfortable of how people react mm. of your certain circumstances. There's a time and place for everything. You start somewhere. It's a, it's a very long race. And it's not a race where everybody's racing at the same time you in your own pace and lane That's um, and also it is you're going to run into people that were, were are not going to help you i'm sorry to say yeah. they may look like they're going to help you um learn early on to like have that emotional intelligence and not affect how your relationship are towards them okay. if you can learn that early on your mindset and how you acquire new business or how you um, attain or structure yourself as an artist um, you're, you're more than welcome to see and envision yourself more and more because you just keep growing and growing and I'm, I'm, I want to repeat it is okay to make mistakes mm -hmm. it is okay to make mistakes but with those mistakes you have to learn that okay is what did I learn from that mistake or that lesson because I'm telling you right now it is possible. It, it just takes time. For me, I'm taking the long road because I'm not trying to be a wedding photographer. <laughs> I'm not really trying to be an event photographer. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like I really want to be more of a fine art photographer, contemporary photographer, more, um, and then a little, little trickle into cont uh, a commercial photography with my own unique style. But, um, that, for me, may take some time, but that's what I want to do, and I, I realized early on. So you also have to learn which lane you want to be in, because yeah. um, certain lanes are faster than others. Certain lanes require a bigger team and, and, and whatnot. So just definitely understand why you're doing this. Yeah. Like, that why is really that's important. Why. Let's start with your why. That's the theme. Um, so, you know, photography, like I said, what you say? No, I was gonna say photography, like I said earlier, is not something, you know, when you kids list their their wants when they want to grow up. I don't think photography. <laughs> yeah. So I, I bring that point up because I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what was the initial support like with friends and family? Because you know, everybody wanted to grow up, be a doctor be a lawyer, be a banker, be a professional athlete, but you wanted to go into the fine arts lane. And, you know, we usually understand you don't get the support till you become something. So what was that initial support or disdain you got from your peers when you said this is the route I wanted to go in? So I didn't really tell too many people <laughs> when I, I, I made the switch. Um, I just like to just do it. Like, cause like when you tell too many people, your dreams or aspirations. If there's like some form of like negativity or some their demeanor changes and like I can just see it. Mm. But there was support. Shout out to Denez Lewenberger, the chief of staff uh, in the president's office at Bridgewater okay. for really pushing me out. I call her like my momager, um, mom <laughs> and manager, how she like watched and supported me yeah. um, and kind of like told me to take a leap of faith. Like, mm. dude, like, you have something and um and I, I i did and she she really told me like focus on photography and capture mm -hmm. and really document my mom in a in a way that i never did and that really helped 
really shape the body of work now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like her interest in art and her support, um, telling a few of my peers were in art, um, in the art scene, in the underground art scene, I would say. And they're like, oh no, do it, do it. I'm like, oh shoot. So shout out to like Fyra, uh, Renee, um, Zar, um, for like really like telling me like, do it. And I'm like, really um, sending me positive reinforcement. You know, so like, I really appreciate that. And I told my mom too, um, she really wasn't too upset. <laughs> that's the, but that's the hardest sell. No, no, it was, it was. But, but let me, it was an easy sell because I was, what is it? I'm coming out of Bridgewater with like a really, or I think a decent GPA, 3.2 as a buyer. Okay, okay. You better be it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like 2.5. I had a, a couple internships under my belt, you, okay. know, you know, so I was like, okay, I can kind of have a fallback. Fall back on it, it, you know, you know. You yeah. know. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm planning to pursue a higher education. Um, so if this doesn't work out, I can continue with grad school in biology or like or science or something like that. Mm. So um, I, I was bringing options to the table where I was like, I'm um, like, I, I yeah. have a plan. Mentorship in, in photography, what's that like? How do you seek out, you know, experienced professionals that you want to be an apprentice under? So um, initially through MassArt, I tried seeking out like my, <laughs> uh influence influencers and slash like photographers who influenced me but they're super busy so i never really got anything mm-hmm. back i'm mm-hmm. like ooh. um but then i started reaching out more like regional and um and then i got connected with joel benjamin mm-hmm. um who's a photographer in the boston area he does a lot of commercial work and that experience really was like fruitful because it, it reassured like what I was doing was correct mm. and like what I need to do and whatnot and like he was super honest and like that honesty really um I I I, I hold dear because it's like um I'd rather be told the truth and just kind of be like oh yeah you'll be fine and like it's like no I want like if it's gonna be hard work let me know so I can kind of structure myself well for it to be hard work because photography it is hard it is, work yep. and, you know um, and it's like <laughs> it, it looks easier when it's take, right. taken like lightly but there's a lot that goes on and the time and the process to like edit in and get mm-hmm. that right visual mm-hmm. and the equipment too um so really um so for, with what i have and being resourceful um i was able to like figure out my formula for how to structure myself now as I've grown and mm-hmm. expanded. And um, I wouldn't have really had that if it wasn't for like a mentor, mentor. Mm-hmm. like Joel. Um, yep. That's beautiful. So, no, that means, that's great, man. Just highlight why we're doing what we're doing and how powerful a mentorship is. Man, this is why I, like, I appreciate being here so, yeah. right now, early on, like, cause like, um, and I, I first I was like, damn, I don't really consider. I don't think I'm ready for being a mentor right now. Um, <laughs> no. But um, not like I love to share whatever knowledge I have in, in photography, and, and especially as a black man trying to figure out um, emerging photographer. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so question, just kind of like switch gears a little bit. 
Um, since you like switching lanes and shit, you feel yeah, like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, so let's, I like to shed some light on some of like the entrepreneurial side of, of things, right? So you do freelance work. Um, shed some light on like some of the, not only like benefits of being like in that, in that industry or that area, or, but also like what's, what are the hard things that you should probably oh, look out okay. to right. expecting? Benefits and the hard. All right. Okay. So the benefits are definitely independent. You have your own schedule. Um, and like truthfully, because freelance business was building momentum, it turned out to be a LLC, a limited liability company. Now. Um, so it, it, now it validated me, um, to do more and kind of set myself right where I can build generational wealth and, and mm. really share and expand mm. um, in an aspect where it's professional. Um, I'm the CEO and I can have partners, private investors involved. Um, and the benefits of that is also because like, I want to make sure the representation of people of color is mm. um, done right and properly and mm. the ideas and having culture in yep. certain commercial we need creative directors who have cultures rather than um being white or lacking culture or um being raised in a very closed-minded environment um so because of that um a person call like me who has different visual languages um i felt like i was suited for it um and uh, another benefit also is um by me being a freelance and being out there and be, for me, successful, um, I can um, inspire others who are younger, older, um, and who want to shift lanes like I did, um, or um, want to start something on the side and, and grow. Um, that's another benefit because not only was therapeutic, it started to become more economical and more social. I was socializing with people more. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't in my head too. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting into spaces that I never thought I would get. Mm. Freelance work, I guess, got me into Harvard, you know, teaching. Because like um, all the retouching and learning the editing and Photoshop is truthfully through YouTube University with a little <laughs> of mass art. Shout out to Matthew Monty for me <laughs> taking his advanced Photoshop class. Um, and then some disadvantages, um, it's a lonely challenges. challenges. It's, yeah. it's sometimes lonely, you know, um, I'm being, I'm being honest. It's sometimes late nights or early, um, mornings, yep. um, long, long, um, commutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you're doing, um, three or four tasks, you know, at once. And, and you have to be able to prioritize, have an organized schedule, um, sometimes be holistic and know how to really do everything at once and be three people at once. Um, but another disadvantage, I would say, um, if you're not really sustain yourself financially, how are you gonna help yourself to help others? So like that, that mm -hmm. difficulty. Uh, um, sometimes it can feel like a lot of people are doing it, uh, but um, if you can find that lane or that specific niche, mm -hmm. uh, it is possible. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it can take some time, you know, and, and it's different for everybody. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it depends. 
it, it really depends on who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. As of right now. Yeah. No, and, and my last question for you before we switch into um, you know some rapid fire stuff is, you said something about sustainability, right? So, what avenues are you going to 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 build your book of business? Like, what outlets are you going to find? potential clients and customers all right so i'll let so um through my freelance work mm -hmm. um through my undergrad uh alumni page or okay. uh, network and that's how mm -hmm. i ended up having my first um portfolio under don car llc frame center in, in my belt and really growing their marketing team and being like um their social media guy photographer and like building a structure where i can take that formula or model into a uh, corporate or multi 500 level company yeah. and grow there um and then from there it's a frame shop so there's multiple artists coming in networking like oh true you're doing this for a frame shop that has been around since 19, uh, 1975 building that presence there in a local <clears throat> aspect um since i'm at mass art right now building that present there mm. um I've auctioned off some of my art pieces and they have been sold and one of them, actually both of them are art curators. One is a ma'am and the other curator, he's part of the ICA department mm. um, and he's also his own private curator and because of that he was, there was a gallery show, my work was seen and just, just trying to be visible um, in person, digitally. Um, doing online contests or submissions, um, submitting my book dummies and being shortlisted, but not getting to the final list, but even being shortlisted, you get people to see your work, mm. uh, having your own website really matters. Claudioeschen.com for sure. Check it out. I just updated my um, grad school portfolio um, as I'm getting ready for my thesis show. Um, there's also my revised artist statement. I've been working for it two years, so for you to check it out, <laughs> claudioeschen.com slash grad school work. Nice, um, nice, nice. No, man, it's love your story. I think it's good to show people like behind the lens, you know, the mm. industry, photography, the the goods, the bads, and how to get in there. But let's let's kind of switch gears. I think we're coming up to our, our time here. Let's do some rapid fire, right? Just, you know, really quickly, who did you look up to in the industry when you started out? Virgil Abloh. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. That is a good answer. That is a really, really good answer. I want to, I want to dive into why. But I don't want to, I don't want to hog the mic here. No problem. No problem. That's a great answer. <laughs> so, um, what's we? I, I was like asking this. Like, what is a quote? Right. I'd love to hear your perspective. A right? quote that resonates with you. I think, therefore, I am. Um, people say don't use this quote, but I use this quote, or at least that quote came to me right now um, because it's if I can put my mind to it. I can do it and because of me switching lanes and being multifaceted and mm. having different um, identities, I, I, I put that quote in the back of my head a lot. Yeah, you know I got a quote for first I put my mind to it, then I put my grind to it. Oh, who's that? I'm not gonna say it because you're gonna make fun of me. Yo, you got a question, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Don't worry about it, go. Yo, um, she may forgot, oh yeah, here we go. So, you, you know, YouTube University, I'm big, and that's why we kind of started this this podcast, because of YouTube. That's kind of where I learned a lot of stuff, Dominic learned a lot of stuff, Lee, for sure. But um, 
What's like your favorite YouTube channel for like photography that you you followed? <laughs> Early on, it was P, um, PH Learn. I don't know if you guys seen the guy. No. Um, um, for Learn, I don't know how to really say it, but he's like a white dude, really like. <laughs> no, he got hair. He's really like animated. <laughs> And he's like, nah, this is like ugly. He's very, he, he's very honest when he's critiquing work and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really like that early on. Um, and that's the guy that uh, pops up in my head okay. because of how animated and, and yeah, I kind of use some of the animation on my own because mm -hmm. it's like being yourself. And yeah, yeah. Okay. I got, I got one more question. What's, is there like a job or like um, a set that you did that just was your favorite that you really stand out in your mind? That you like compare all your other your work to? Oh, ah, Soldier Bands ad campaign for the winter um, release that was done over the summer. That was my favorite set so far. Mm. Um, it hasn't been released and it's being released, I believe, December as well. Mm. I'm excited for nice. everybody to see. I believe he's gonna go to fashion, uh, New York Fashion Week with these um, images wow. and his clothing line. I'm very excited for him to show the world and really expand. Nice. Uh, That's beautiful. So my last question, and I know I'm not gonna be able to get an easy answer from you okay. out of this, is okay. what makes the perfect shot for you? Let's I'm gonna tell you the truth. There's no such thing. As I, a, I knew you were gonna say there's that. There's no such thing. As I a knew you were gonna shot. say that. Um, nothing. I, I used to think there's something that that you can make perfect, but mm. there's always something that you can always rework, re, mm. re re reshape, like okay. and seeking perfection. <clears throat> ruins the art making process Bob said that to us too and when you seek perfection you can get stuck and art school really showed me that like I used to have this image in my head and if I make this image before I would not go to the next image and mm. that holds you back holds you back tremendously okay, okay so I never try to look for that perfect I gotta for me it's more of that feeling is is it is the elements, the components, the recipe, there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So since we just we just brought up feeling, then so what if you see something? What feeling is triggered that you're like oh. I need to grab a camera? Uh, sometimes it's the light. Sometimes the moments, the reaction, um, the mood you're thinking about it, and mm -hmm. it fits. Sometimes you just take it. Okay. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's chance. You just take it and you hold and. And it's that into intuition, like mm. intuition really is key. It, like if you can really be in tune with yourself, like through like photography, you're, you're the most happiest, peaceful person, most um, observant person. Like, and that's what photography really has helped me to really be, mm. really be in tune with, like, with the mm. world and really be like there, even when you're not there. Okay. Okay. Deep this whole episode. No, this is nice. My bad. I'm a deep. <laughs> I'm a, I, I love this was probably therapy for me. This guy's probably looking at me crazy, but because not a lot of people know that I love art and anything art related because it is the purest form of expression. And something you were mentioning about, um, you mentioned earlier, the reason why you love someone like you know Hamas, the reason why you love someone like a Jason Tatum. Everybody, <laughs> in, when they're doing something, art or expressing themselves. And they make you say, oh, I can do that. But it's probably the hardest thing you ever do. That is genius. 
This is me seeing somebody do something that is extremely difficult, but they make it look so easy, I feel like I can do it too. And that's literally what everything yeah. you do is an expression of art. So right. thank you so much thank for, you, for giving us this therapy that we really need it. And like, I, like you had said earlier, we will be there supporting you December 3rd when you debut your thesis. Oh, sure. I can't wait to see what that looks like. If it's Bro, anything like the work I've seen before, I know I'm going to be wild. Going big. It's going bigger. <laughs> see, you're, bigger. You're I just dropped big. like $600 two days ago on two frames. And I'm not even done. This what? Uh, about... 10 more pieces to go mm. um so yeah yeah it's a big investment i'm very excited to sh show you guys like yeah. what i've been working on and the rest of my cohort too yeah no i love the animation i love how excited yeah, you are yes. even the promotional content everything i just Wait, put in the people I'll, I'll be there yeah, i'll be sure. there for sure well thanks for watching guys again like and subscribe tag waitlist.com <laughs> Tag your it. No, I'll just decide though. Tag We will keep plugging that. Please Go follow there. them. Subscribe, please, please. You heard the man, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.